Before we get started, before we get started, this show is about the game Hero Clicks. It's kind of like chess, but with superpowers. We realize we're complete, total, utter nerds about it. Nerds about it. But you know what? We don't even care. This is Clixinit. This is Clixinit. So if you're a noob, a casual player, or an insane competitive junkie, you found your new home. And now, your gaming superheroes, Adam, Dan, Kane, Austin, and Miles. Let's do this. Hello, everybody out there in Clicksland. I, like always, am your host, Adam, and I hope you liked our brand new intro. I found someone to make us a professional intro on Fiverr. If you've never used Fiverr before, check it out. Uh, it's a website where you can hire people to do pretty much anything, and I found a guy. I thought he did an exceptional job on it. Hope you like our new intro. I know I do. Uh, this is episode 141. We have Kane, we have Miles, and we have Dan in the studio today. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, so if you are on a flight or a drive going to Gen Con this week, uh, this is the perfect perfect episode for you. We're going to talk about the new tarot cards, the equipment, the legacy cards from it. We're going to talk about the UK Nationals, the Mexican Nationals. And then we're going to get into a little bit of Battle Royal strategy for those of you who are going to Gen Con to just do Battle Royals, kind of like me. But before we get into that, let's get into a quick, how was our week? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There are seven days, there are seven days, there are seven days in a week. So this week was kind of the pre-release week. Unfortunately, out of the four of us, I was the only one that did not get to go to a pre-release because I had a wedding in Chicago. But Kane, Miles, and Dan all went to pre-releases, so we're going to quickly talk about how those went. So Kane, let's start off with you, because you actually found a venue near you finally that plays Heroclix. So how'd you pull? How'd you do? Um, I pulled not the best but not the worst <laughs> i got a super rare and i got a sword um the super rare i pulled was abigail brand and i really wanted her um i just got uh vision i just got vision so it uh vision prime so her with vision is gonna be fun i pulled a sebastian shaw construct so that was awesome and then again i got isaac uh, i don't even know how to say it but isaac the unbeaten which came with the mercy sword and i really like that sword because it's just once per turn when this character's attacked, you may re-roll the attack. And so that was pretty cool, not having to prop something. I just, I, you know, I didn't have a theme team. So I, that, that sword came in clutch. Um, Peeper, pulled Peeper and Magic. Those those are awesome. Um, so yeah, I did good, pulled good. Uh, the, uh, the games, I think I did two and one. I lost against Merlin Chase, so not too mad about that. Um, it was my buddy that pulled the Merlin Chase, and he pulled... Uh, X-23, can't remember what she is in the set, she's Wolverine or X-23 and then um, he had the Don't Die Wolverine um, with the Maramusa Mar sword so that was that was challenging to get up to go up against but uh, but yeah, it was pretty fun and I had a good time and like I said, my pulls weren't horrible, I got to play with everything but uh, three figures so and I had, and I had a tarot card so 
Uh, it was pretty cool. I had a good time. Very nice. Uh, Miles, what about your pre-release? Yeah, it actually, uh, I was working out of town up there in Portland, and I saw that there was one like 20 miles from my hotel. I'm like, I gotta go. So it was real good to see, go to my first pre-release in I think about 15 years. My polls were were pretty good. I mean, I, I got the super rare arcade, and then I got double uncommon Magneto. And at 100 points, he is just brutal. Uh, I ended up getting top table for round three, but uh, yeah, that didn't go too good. But the Magneto and the Pyro that I pulled, they both put in work. I was able to beat uh, against, what was it, uh, the super rare Deadpool. I was able to take him out right off the bat, so he didn't really, I didn't really see how good, you know, he could have been. He was also teamed up with the Captain Britain, the Chase, the super rare. Which one was that? Well, which one it was? The one that starts like with invincible in that? Yeah, 50% willpower. Yeah. He was a pain, but that, that Magneto, for 100 points, he's like this, the equivalent of Doctor Strange from Disney+, Plus, but half points. Wait, is, this the, is this the one that makes you, like, you have the roll of six on Super Sensor Shape Change, or is this a different one? The... The Magneto. No, no it's just the Uncommon Magneto, just for uh, 100 points and a 30-point line. Um, he's just a bruiser at 100 points. It's uh, what running shot ten, uh, psychic blast uh, is a twelve attack I think. Yeah, uh, eighteen defense invincible and four damage with seven range and dual targets. So I I since I pulled two of my pull I had one at a hundred and one at thirty. So that way I could um, do a yo yo if I if I need be I'd running shot and then TK him back because I always made them come at me first um, and it worked great for the first two games. But up against Chip, he had the the Iska the Unbeatable at fifty, and then it was uh, the what the Prime Captain Britain Rogue at fifty, and I just I couldn't make an attack, so I was wiped in three turns. I think it was. But I mean, it was, it, it, if I could have got my rolls, I think I could have won it. What change? An arcade. The change, which because a lot of people are saying remember. that it's it's a chase per brick out there. I can't confirm nor deny it. There was only one there was only one chase pulled and we had two bricks. Okay. Um yeah, I had I to, to interrupt real quick, I had two cases, one chase per is what we opened uh there on our night. So Yeah, I don't know about yeah, the I'm two. I don't know about that. Which I, which was, honestly that we talked that, about it multiple times. That should, that should be a new standard. Like two chase, uh, two chases of uh, uh, case should be the standard. So. Oh, for the price for the price of bricks, yeah, you should be guaranteed one crime in one chase. For sure, with the price of per, bricks per brick, yeah, per brick. Yeah. yeah. And then Dan, what yeah, which, oh sorry, do you have more miles? I was going to say that was the only one that was pulled, uh, and there was only one crime pulled, which was the Britain Road. Uh, and then, Dan, what about yours? Uh, so I would say mine went pretty good. I mean, I pulled, uh, what is it, the White Sword and uh, the Rare Apocalypse that's really hard to kill. This is the Danger Construct, and he's also, like, he gives himself the error to, or he can give anyone an error token that has the trait, obviously. But uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. Um, so I went 3-0. Um, the Judge pulled the Chase Apocalypse, too, so we had a Chase 
for Brick, which was nice. Um, but he was judged, so he didn't play. So that was probably, I mean, he probably would have been able to go. Um, and I'm assuming win, just because Apocalypse is really tough to deal with in sealed. But uh, I was able to go 3-0, uh, and oh, so that was nice. I also had Kate Pride on my team, so I was unequipping every character because I think two out of my three games, someone had equipment because of the set itself. So she would just go in, swing, hit, and then just unequip them, so that was cool. So I got the snatch objects a couple times. Very nice. And then you uh, was, ended up cool. trading that uh, chase for a Gamora Prime right away? Yeah, so I got Gamora Prime, and he threw in a little bit of sweetener, and then I got, uh, I traded the three tarot cards for um, the super rare, what's it called, uh, Monarch, because I like Monarch, even yeah. though I don't, even though nobody really thinks he's that great, I think he'll be interesting, so. Well, he doesn't do six things for free, that's why. Yeah, I know, so. That's why, that's, you're, you're, you're why I have faith in community, Dan. <laughs> you're not gouging eyes with the prices and standards for the for the figures. That's pretty cool. Well, I mean, it's just not real. I mean, it's not really fair. I mean, he wasn't a top tier like Chase anyway, so I wasn't gonna like. There's no nah, point in not- gouging. Like, I wouldn't I, even if I pulled like Apocalypse. Like, he's still not top tier. Like, yeah, he'll go for a lot because of who he is and the fact that he's a Chase. But I don't know. I saw someone trying to sell a Peepers for twenty five dollars. And I was just like, oh. no, come on, like, come on. Oh, well, you know, that's just he's like, uncommon. That's just people going to be people. I don't know what else to say to that. Yeah, I mean, that's pre-release prices. I know people want the. It's it's all about having it right away. Like have, having been the first one to have it. Yeah, I don't really care about that because it's like it's not no, even no, legal. No. It's not, well, it'll be legal, I guess, on Wednesday or whatever. But like, it does. I don't know. I just it, that part of it never really bothered me. Yeah, it, it never has bothered me. I guess in comparison. But yeah, I didn't get to go to a pre-release. Uh, we didn't have one at our venue, plus I have been busy on the weekends, and I had a wedding on Saturday, so that didn't work out for me. So that is how our week went, and now let's get into the news. So a little bit of news. Uh, we did have our Patreon giveaway last night. And congratulations to all the winners. And actually, I mailed everything out today. That's the first time ever I have mailed everything out the first of the month. Uh, it was kind of nice because I had the day to myself. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get some things done. So I got everyone's address, shipped them all out. So you should be getting all your prizes very, very soon. There was one person I didn't get it to, uh, Aaron, out there who is our patron. I don't know your last name, but you do. we don't have your address. So if you can contact me, please do. Um, let's. I he lost his brother. Oh, that's right. He didn't. Yeah, he never contacted me last month either. So yeah, Aaron, if you listen, contact me. Uh, we had a couple of nationals happen this past week. So the first one we had was the Mexican nationals. So for this one, the winner of it was Jose Eduardo, who played a secret secret six team, which was two Sky Tyrants, Commissioner. Giganta, Giganta Prime, and Double Scarab with the Emotional Modifier and Radioactive Clay. And he went up against Jesus Gonzalez, who played a plus seven animal team. He had Rocket Raccoon, the Asgard, Double Maggot, High Evo, Lockjaw Beast, and Wonder Woman and Jumpa. So I was like, 
it's nice to see Wonder Woman and Jumpa kind of make uh, a top table there because you never see her. So congratulations to those two. Some other teams, we had a Thanos, Doom, Magneto team. We had a double or triple Flash, Sky Tyrant, Demon in Armor, Doom, the United and Conqueror, and uh, Valeria Richards. We had Demon in Armor, Felix Fowles, Green Lantern, Guy Garner, Scarab, Marvella team. A Scarlet Witch at 150, Scarlet Witch at 50, uh, Felix Faust, and a Surtur. Uh, we had a Double Flash, Wizard Prime, Darcy Lewis, Teen Lantern, High Evil, Molecule Man, Sakari and Iron Man, Demon in Armor, and then Captain Carter's Shield and Cloak of Levitation. We had a Collector, Thing Robot, Wrecker, Maggot, Professor X, Dazzler, Spider Pharaoh, Moloid team. And that was top eight. So congratulations to uh, Jose. It is on, I believe, clicks off. You can watch the last match and see how that went. Uh, and then we had the UK Nationals, uh, which the winner of that was Alex Crow, and then runner-up was Robert Buckley. So let's go over some of those teams. So... Let me find Alex Crow's team first. Actually, I'll just go through all these, and then once we go on to Alex Crow. So we had Amber. I can't read any of these, uh, but she played Scarlet Witch at 150. Uh, Party Thor, Agnes, Darcy Lewis, Marvella, Mary Jane Watson. Uh, I'm not going to go over all these. Uh, Thanos team. We had a Captain Carter, Spider-Man 1776, Marvella, Darcy Lewis, Wanda Maximoff, Mary Jane, U.S. agent team. Uh, what I heard about the U.K. Nationals was a lot more thinking outside the box teams. Like there weren't 50% of the field wasn't monsters or scientists, stuff like that. So a lot more unique teams in this one. And that's how you should do it. That's, that's how, you, how should you should do it. it. So here's Alex Crow's team. He played a Scarlet Witch at 75, Sakari and Iron Man, Human Torch, the 20.1, Marvella, Invisible Woman, The Thing, and Spider-Man. So it's a swap, basically. We had another Thanos team with Collector. We had a Double Flash, Sakari and Iron Man, Commissioner, Human Torch, Marvella, Scarlet Witch, Miles Miles West team. We had another Thanos team. Uh, we had a Spider Family team, pretty much what you'd think it'd be made up of. We had a X-Men team, which is pretty much X-Men Swap. We had a Vision <clears throat> Vision Prime at 200-point team. Kudos to you, sir. Let's go. What was, what was, the, what was the support on that one? Uh, the Flash, Sky Tyrant, and Tyler Hayward. So non-theme, I guess he was just kind of hoping for that leadership with Tyler Hayward to get Vision Prime out there. That's good. Uh, we have, and Howard Kenward, who got... Oh, no, Robert won that. Uh, another Thanos team. We had a Party Thor, another Vision, but this was the regular Vision. Captain America, the Chase, with the Galactus style on Vision. Very cool. We had a Captain Carter, uh, Captain Carter, Hydra Stomper, Kid Loki, Ravona Renslayer, and Mobius M. Mobius team. Another thinking outside the box. We had Double Blackheart, Felix Faust, Pixie, and Scarlet Witch team. We had another Thanos team. We had a God Emperor Doom team at 200 points. 
We had a Weapon Hex Iceman at 65 from House of X, a Gambit Cable Jubilee and with Silver Surfboard. We had, here's Robert Buckley's team. He played a Green Lantern with Captain Carter Shield, Felix Faust at 60, Emotional Modifier, and then Double Blackheart. And then we had a 300-point Unimine from the Eternal set. Very nice. Uh, we have. How, does, it, does it say the standings, like how far that went? Uh, it doesn't. No. They didn't put that so on cool. there. <laughs> yeah, I would so like cool. to notice know how uh, well that team actually did. We had yeah. a, it looks like a fantastic, or a celebrity team with Spider-Man family, so carrying Iron Man. We had a, oh, this was the team that I saw that I love. So this was a Asgard team. It had six Lokis, oh, Rock, yeah. Rocket Raccoon, Double Human Torch, The Chase, and then Double Surter. A very cool team. That Loki team is, I think, viable and competitive just because it's so much prob and it's so much mystical damage. So I think that would have been a fun one to play. Uh, we had a Watcher with Thanos on it, and that was it. So congrats to everyone at UK Nationals. Congratulations to Alex Crow. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for the news. Uh, other news, release week is here. So Wednesday, you can go get your cases of Exoswords. I know I will be. I'll be doing a unboxing on wednesday so look for that video on wednesday night and then dan and i are leaving for gen con at 5 30 a.m on thursday to get there at around registration time so make sure you seek us out we'll have our new jerseys on antonio clark will also be there our teammate and i believe amato our other teammate is going to be there as well so we'll have a couple people representing clicksing it uh, i'll be mostly playing i should be mostly i will be only playing battle royals dan's going to be doing some as well i'm in two right now i'm at one o'clock and three o'clock i'm hoping to get in at two and four o'clock i just don't know how fast they're gonna go boom 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 i'm hoping to get in all four of them but we'll see what happens and then all the goodies are going to be there for gen con which are the phoenix sentinel batman catwoman part are um, fantastic fours the spider hulk and the harley quinn so make sure you get those as well all right, so we are um, real, real quick before before we well, before we sorry to interrupt you before we move move from the news. Have you guys looked on the WizKids website and saw the play at home, uh, House of Swords or whatever this set's called, <laughs> X of Swords? Um, did you say House of Swords? I did say House of Swords. <laughs> I was like, that's not right. <laughs> uh, so they have the play at home. Uh, I almost said House of Swords against um, X of Swords set up there on the website. And there, it's like seventy-five bucks. It's a lot, but it looks like there's a lot that comes in it. But the reason I bring this up because there was also I'm trying to pull it up right now. Um, Marvel Hellfire Gala Premium Collection. Yeah, that's a separate set coming out soon. Is that, is that like so? So that is its own set, or yeah. is this just like its yeah, own thing? Yeah, oh, okay. it's a separate set. I think you're getting eight figures in that. It's like seventy-four dollars or something around there. Right, I believe it was, yeah, about 75. Yeah, 74, you're right, you're yeah. right. Huh. Uh, and do we know anything about these figures? We just know the figures, we don't know anything about the dials. Okay, okay. Yeah, looks interesting. Yeah, uh, I'll probably pick one set up depending on how good the figures are, I'm not sure, but I believe it's coming out in a few months or so. 
My stuff's getting pricey, I'll tell you. That's seventy five bones for five figures. That's it ridiculous. Well, I think nice yeah, spot. these are these are like custom figures. They're part. They were all like an event style thing again. Same with the like exoswords in general. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not super. I, again, the sculpts are amazing, and I'm thinking the dials won't be awful. So I mean, if this is what it takes for them to do a little bit. Like I don't know. I like that they're doing more things. Obviously, I don't know. I'd rather them make more figures than less figures, I guess. I don't know. And the Hellfire Gal is pretty neat looking, so I'm not, like, very... I don't know. I'm not super upset with it, I guess, is the thing. Yeah. Um, All right, so we're going to go through all the tarot cards that are released in the set right now. Uh, One thing to point out, Antonio Clark, our teammate, found... If you're looking for a sleeve for all your tarot cards, he found the perfect fit. They're called Titan Shield, and they are the... 72 by 122 millimeter size so i just bought some myself because i know i'll be obviously getting tarot cards in my case so if that's something you're looking for for sleeves look up for titan shield at the 72 by 122 millimeter mark on amazon they're pretty cheap i bought 150 for 13 bucks so i might even throw some of those as some patreon prizes just for people to kind of hold their tarot cards but for tarot cards for those of you who don't know how these work how many, uh, Kane, Miles, and Dan, how many tarot cards would you say came in a brick-ish, if you could guess? I'm going to say, say real quick, was it five? Five? Five to six is what it, everyone's been saying is the average. We had, I believe, six pulled from um, the first brick. Okay. And that's I, think, what- I think four... Yeah, four to six in mine. I can't remember exactly. Okay, and that's what I like about this set is that it's not necessarily like a great set. It's a, it's. I think it's gonna be a good fun set. But I feel like you're really getting your money's worth <laughs> from this set with the equipment and the extra mechanic with the tarot card. So I do think it's worth eighteen dollars a pack because I feel like you're gonna get always something, not just a blank. There, I'm sure there are some blank boosters out there with no tarot cards and no equipment, but I think for the most part, you will get your money's worth. So, I mean, that sentence is wild. I mean, $18 a booster, I don't think that's worth it, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so if, if you forget what tarot cards do, you can... So how it works is you have to have at least four of one... Or, I'm sorry, you have to have one of each set. So there's cups, there's swords, there's... Uh, I forget all the other ones out there, but there's... Um, Pentacles, and I forget the other one. Wands. It's I believe it's wands. Wands. wands that's right. And then there's arcane cards. So to have a tarot deck, you have to have one of each suit: swords, wands, pentacles, that, and then an arcane card. So you have a minimum of five cards for your tarot deck, and I believe a maximum of twelve. So, um, and then how they work is: beginning of your turn, you can flip. You flip a card over. And then you can choose whether you want to play it or not, correct? Yeah, I don't remember, honestly. I haven't. Uh, I should probably be more from, uh, like up to date on or up to speed on this, but I don't remember. Uh, so to no, my understanding, it, it, you do it's it just at you flip it and you turn. play it. Yeah, that's yeah, what I want. Yeah, it's required to do. It's required? Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. I, or yeah, is it or you can choose not to flip a card? Is that it? Nope. You have. It says before you do any of your other beginning of game effects, you have to turn the tarot card over. Okay, so if you're playing so the tarot a tarot card has to be first. If you're playing a tarot deck, you have to play the cards every turn. Okay, good to know. Yes. Um, but then remember, whatever you 
uh, whatever you get, your opponent does as well. So sometimes it can screw you, sometimes it can not. So mm-hmm. let's go over some of these. There's a lot. So first one is the Ace of Cups. When a character uses Super Senses, increase the result of the roll by plus one. So that will be good for, like, Skrull teams. I'm hoping to pull yeah. this one. Isn't that their, their shape change? That's Super Senses. Yeah, but a lot of them have Senses, too. Not too many of them, but a lot of them do. Oh, I was just thinking, like, well, Spider-Man teams are going to... Or yeah. Wonder Woman. If you're playing Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman, if you're playing yeah. anything with Wonder Woman, that's just a... Yeah, that's a gold mine for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, Five of Cups. When a character uses Energy Shield Deflection, modify the defense by plus three instead of plus two. That can be good. So you literally get you, you get the equipment for a turn, which is pretty good. Yeah. When it, uh, Next one is the Six of Cups. When a character uses Barrier, the markers don't need to be generated adjacent to each other. That could be good. I mean, if you're running, if you're running like Molecule Man, that's definitely a good play. I yeah. think, or, or just anyone, anyone that you're like, you're you're if you're a barrier team, yeah, it's that's a that's a yeah, benefit that's, for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like this one a lot. The, the Seven of Cups. When a character uses Mastermind, they may choose a friendly character within six squares instead of adjacency. So doesn't talk <laughs> about line of fire. It just says within. So I think that could be really really good. Uh, next one, the oh yeah. The Page of Cups. Characters that can use regen may also use it as free. So that could be good. Whoa. Uh, not too many. I mean, that one's super situational. You either have to have like a traded regen or you have to be lucky and pull that on when someone has it on like their last click or so. So that one I don't think is too good, but I think well, it could help you. I think it could be good for pick a power figures like Frank. Oh, yeah. Pick a power. Yeah. Like that. Because especially. Especially with you, if you took three damage a turn before, you flip that card, you pick regen, you get to do free regen, but you can also do now charge flurry. Yeah. So you're actually able to do an action with it as well. Yep, I like that. And, and with this with this being a deck, like, if you get that late game, it could be huge, monumental. It could be huge, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one we have is the Knight of Cups. When a character uses Invuln, reduce damage taken by three instead of two. That could be good, but there's so much penetrating damage nowadays. I don't think that card's going to be very valid, except for maybe in Sealed. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, if it's said in, Invincible or Invulnerability, yeah. it's Th- a lot more play. I don't see anyone playing that. This one, though, uh, Queen of Cups characters take a max of two damage from attacks. Now, one thing to know is that's not just takes two damage. So, like, let's say you have invuln. You're not. It's not that you're not taking damage. Is that if they're doing six damage to you, you're only taking four damage instead of you know because it's the two reduced and then the two after. So you're taking the damage, but you can only take two damage after all reducers and everything like that. So that's important to note. Uh, next one is the fool. So this would be a considered an a arcane card. Characters can't use the effect of equipment. That's very good. Yeah, yeah. Again, yeah, I mean, I think that's especially with like this Jim Jaspers we're going to see coming up. Like, it's going to be pretty crucial. Yeah, that is again very situational, but that can just screw over teams if pulled at the right time. Well, if you're playing a team without equipment and nothing to lose, that you're going to be playing that. Yeah. It also could Here's prevent... Ah, uh, no, that wouldn't... I was thinking it could prevent Destroyers from coming in, but that just says equipped for Destroyer, so it's yeah. not the best effect. 
Uh, next one, the High Priestess. Once per turn, each player may re-roll a single D6 in a friendly character's roll, including a single D6 roll in attack. So this can be for breakaway, for super senses, for invul or for impervious, anything like that, because it just says may re-roll a single D6 in a character's roll. So that was one of the ones I got. Oh, really? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, well, that's why I'm turning it. I turned it into something else. I was like, oh, this is halfway decent. I'm just gonna, because I'm I'm not interested in playing tarot. Like they're neat. They're they're a neat little effect. I just wasn't really my cup of tea. Uh, next one is the strength card. Attack rolls of critical misses are not critical misses. Attack rolls of doubles that would hit are critical hits. That's funny. That's also one of the ones I got. So that, I did play. I did play it in sealed. It was pretty nuts in sealed because I think I rolled a crit miss. So I was like, ah, cool. Yeah, that could be a good one. But it was also the crit miss also hit. So no, oh, did it? <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's perfect. Then, yeah. Uh, next one is Wheel of Fortune. When a character attacks, that character controller gains one mission point for each time the attack roll is re-rolled by the opposing effect. Uh, that's not too good. Uh, mission points just aren't where they are right now. So, and honestly, I think if it's a close mission point game and this gets pulled, the opponent's just not going to want to have you re-roll it to getting more mission points. Yeah, uh, is this the was which one was this one? This was the Wheel of Fortune, where when a character attacks, the attacker gains one mission point each time the opposing the opposing person probs it. Hmm. So, like if okay. you're if you're playing against a Loki team and they prob it eight times, you gain eight mission points. Gotcha, gotcha. Because there's another, I, there's one I pulled um, that revolves around mission points. It's, it, yeah. I didn't realize there's more yeah. than one in there. So, uh, Next one is the devil. When a character attacks ever, after resolutions, deal them one penetrating damage for each six in the finalized attack roll. That could be good. But again, very yeah. si- all these are very situational, so I'm just going to stop saying that's so situational. Uh, <laughs> the next one yeah. is the moon. An oppo- when an opposing character uses perplex, gain one mission point. So you could make a mission point tarot card deck if there's more of them. I've only seen two of them so far, but that one could be useful because there is a lot of perplex nowadays. Yeah. Um, next, next one is Ace of Pentacles. When a character uses Flurry and misses one or both attacks after resolutions, they may make a close attack. So that one could be good because let's say you're just having a bad day at the dice table and your Flurry doesn't hit. Uh, you get to make a close combat attack for free. Uh, five, yeah, that's a good one. Five of Pentacles. When a character uses Charge, they modify Speed plus two. That is very good. Mm-hmm. Six of Pentacles. When a character uses Mind Control, after resolutions, they may deal their printed damage value divided between all hit targets. That's good. That's kind of like a MODOK team or a Exodus team. So if you're doing like a Thanos team, that could be a very useful card in a tarot deck for you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next one is Seven of Pentacles. Characters can't use improved movement abilities. Characters that can use plasticity have free move at half speed. So, all you symbiote lovers, that's a great card. Well, and I'm thinking of that with Sakari and Iron Man. Yeah. Move half speed. You're going to be able to move six squares. Yeah. Do a, do a sidestep, and then you have plasticity from the cape anyways, and then move half speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be good. 
So you um, get full full map reach with just him using that pull in that card at 12 speed. Because you have what? That's 8. And you're able to charge for 8. So almost full map. Almost. Uh, next one is 8 of Pentacles. When a character <laughs> uses knockback, they can knockback a character up to 6 squares instead of 3. If the character can use force blast, they can choose the direction of the knockback. Uh, that's not very good, to be honest. It's okay, but not great. Uh, nine of I think that's going to help some characters with Force Blast that are useless, like Roulette. She's a low point if you have her on there. Yeah. You know, there's also other figures with that. If you're not able to do damage, if you're able to choose the knockback path, that can be... It's situational, of course. But like That could be huge in placement to help you make up for that attack. So that's, I actually do like that card. Okay. Uh, nine of Pentacles. When a character uses Sidestep, they may move up to three squares instead of two. So there's another Saki Iron Man card. Mm-hmm. Ten of Pentacles. When a character uses hypersonic speed and hits during the action, after resolution, remove an action token from them. Could be good. Not a ton of hypersonicers out there, but those pick-a-power people could be good for them. Five of Swords. When a character uses... I'm sorry. When a character that can use super strength is given an action token, after resolutions, they may generate a standard light object for them to immediately hold. That's not very good. It's okay. Not great. Yeah, there's just not too, there's just a very few characters with super strength. Yeah. Six of Swords. When a character uses in-cap after resolutions, they may deal their printed damage value divided between all hit characters that were given an action token. So that's basically bringing back Stunning Blow. If you dinosaurs out there remember mm-hmm. that feat card. Oh, yeah. Uh, that is really good. Nine. Especially if you have the Wonder Woman swap, you get to do it three times. Yeah, that's true. With the lasso, thing. that could be good. Yeah. Nine of Swords, when a character, when a character, then, that's, when a character, then, can, well, that's either a misprint on here or on the card. When a character, then, can use Precision Strike, makes an attack, that attack can't be evaded, and damage taken from the attack can't be reduced below two instead of one. That's huge. Am I, when a character, then, can use... That's, I'm using the one from, because uh, I can't get the broadcast for some reason. I'm using the one from Eaglecast, and it says that. Okay. Yeah, so it's just yeah I think it's, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's that. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Better, but, yeah. Let me read that one more time so it makes sense. When a character that can use Precision Strike makes an attack, that attack can't be evaded, and damage taken from the attack can't be reduced below two instead of one. So, yeah, it pretty much gets rid of Super Senses. So that could be a very good card. Uh, next one is the Page of Swords. When a character uses Steel Energy, they heal two clicks instead of one. So that could be good for vampires, or maybe like a, if uh, the Super Rare Gladiator was ever playable, this could be really good for him. Uh, Knight, yeah. Knight of That's what I pulled that one. Oh, did you? Knight yeah. of Swords, when a character uses TK after resolutions, remove an action token from them. Uh, so Venom Mags just found a new best friend there. Uh, next one, Queen of Swords, when a character attacks, its rolls of 10 and 11 are critical hits. That is very good because 10s is a pretty common roll to happen. King of Free Swords. Stop Porter Pog. Yeah. King of Swords, when a character hits with an attack roll of doubles re- after resolutions, remove an action token from them. It's okay. I don't I don't hate it. 
I mean, doubles happens more often than you'd think, so it's not, like, terrible. It's just kind of rough when you get it. Yeah. Two of Wands. Hit characters have Battle Fury until your next turn, even if this card is not in play. That's a very good effect because it doesn't have to be in play the next turn to have the Battle Fury. Four of Wands. When a character that can use exploit weakness makes a close attack after resolutions deal one penetrating damage to each opposing character adjacent to the hit target. So that's kind of like maximum carnage. So would that proc twice then? If you had maximum, if you had maximum carnage with this card? Well, yeah, because they're, they're different effects. Yeah. It's, yeah. So yes, it would. That, uh, yeah. Cause I feel, feel like a lot and of them have exploit you'd be able weakness. To... No, they, there's, flurry. Not, there's actually not that many that have exploit weakness. Really? Darn. Yeah, there's well, uh, well, there's there's doppelganger prime, which is obviously like yeah. one of the best ones. But I can just, you know, I was surprised. Sky Tyrant. Wait, no, Maximum Carnage. No, no, it's Sky Tyrant though, because you're able to do it twice. Oh so he's yeah. Doing oh, more with the damage. flurry, yeah. yeah. Flurry. Yeah. I hate to bring him up, but you know. Yep. It's gonna... Nine of Wands. When a character uses Empowered, they also modify the attacker's attack value by plus one. That's really good. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, if you're running like a power team or something, or any any where you're relying on empower, that's a solid choice. I mean, you got celebrity with Marvella, you got the thing with uh, Fantastic Four. Uh, the options are pretty good for that card. Uh, you have Cipher with X Men now because he's got both yep. power and enhancement. So, yep. uh, ten of wands. The first time each turn, the first time each turn perplex is used, they chose the, the the chosen combat value is modified by plus two minus two instead of plus one minus one. That can be good. That seems kind of ridiculous. I, you know, that's it's like I know it's only for a turn at least, which is good because I, I know I feel like they've been trying to shift away from like people that could just double perplex something for free. So, uh, yeah, but that's that all it takes is one turn. Winner, well, I know. Game. I understand. That's what's understand tough. That. Yeah, that's what's tough. You have the plus two. That yeah, that could be huge. Have you get you come back into a game that you're losing? Uh, we have page of wands. The first time, I'm sorry. The first time each turn outwit is used, they choose two powers instead of one on the same targeted character. That can be very powerful. We have the knight of wands. When a character uses leadership, increase the result of the roll by plus one. So. It turns into a four, five, or six. Or if you're doing like a Leandra Professor X combo, it's three, four, five, or six. So that could be good. And we have two more. We have the Queen of Wands. When a character rolls for an effect using a single D6, increase the result of the roll by plus one. So is that like blades? I'm assuming. Well, a single D6 what blades shape change force blast for an effect. Super senses. Uh, that's also going to be leadership too, because it says for an effect using yep. a single D six. No, for, force blast doesn't do that anymore. Oh, it doesn't. It just it's a minimum it's, it, or max it's, three. It's, 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 it's just three. super senses and uh, blades. So super senses, shape change, blades, leadership. I think yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. So if you have you, you want to play a deck of six cards, you can have where you get the leadership plus one and that because you can play um, up to four. And then the last one from the set is the King of Wands. When a character damages an opposing character with an attack after resolutions, remove an action token from them. So not too bad. Um, and that's just the ones we have. Are all the ones revealed? 
No, we're still missing what thirty-two of them. Is that from these the P kit or the ones from yeah. the sexual? Okay, so but these are all the ones yeah. from this set. Okay, from yeah, we have forty from the set. Yeah, we're still waiting on what thirty-two, right? Okay, there's seventy-two total. So I think I'll be playing tarot cards just because I think they're going to be fun. Um, I think with tarot, the the figure you can make some pretty nasty combos because with her, I believe you pull two cards and then you can choose the one you want to play and then you put the other one at the bottom of the deck so you can kind of shuffle the deck to how you want it to work out. So I think tarot cards are fun. I don't think they'll be competitive, but I could be wrong. Uh, we'll have to see what else comes. In the yeah, well, I'm still set. waiting on the OP kit. Just, yeah, that's the ones that... Because yeah, none of these are really game-breaking. Of course, they can help you for a turn, but like nothing's going to completely nerf a team like battlefield conditions i'm kind of thinking that they're not going to make any of them like super game breaking because they're also just free on your sideline like they don't they don't take up sideline space they don't cost anything they're just kind of there so i don't really see them as making them make anything that's going to be like really really stupid but that's just my interpretation if they well especially because battlefield conditions yeah if they costed anything i don't think they'd make the competitive scene but because they're free and they don't take up sideline i think they might see some play because some of these can screw over a team pretty hard because it's all random yeah and that's my thing like you're you're deck building right it's just deck building so what's going to benefit your team if you sit across an opponent who doesn't make any then it's even more beneficial for you um, it does affect the whole board, so there's that. But there's definitely, amongst everything you've read, plus the ones we're going to see, they are going to be pretty critical to what you can do. Um, and I think you're going to benefit from it completely, regardless, especially with what you build, right? The minimums, what do you say, five? Five. So you pick five of these inc- of the incredible ones, of all the ones you just read, pick five of those that are incredible, and you're going to be your team's going to benefit that, that much more. And you know because you built your team. When you go, you're sitting across an opponent, you don't know if it will benefit them or not. So it's hit and miss there, but um, I, I think we'll see it competitive. And I think it can really mess up with your opponent's uh, momentum too. So like, let's say the next turn they're going to be coming in. Maybe they have a temple team and they're going to be coming and then hitting hard, like maybe with a um, Emperor Gladi or something, and then you pull out the Queen of Cups and you're taking a max of two damage rather than you know six damage or something like that. Uh, right. Then they got to they got to decide: Do I want to attack or do I want to like maybe I was in line to take out your heavy hitter, but now I can't because that card's pulled out. So I think these are more momentum shifters or momentum disruptors than anything for your opponents. But that's those tarot cards. I'm excited to see what I get. Uh, I think they'll be fine. Next, let's talk about all the sores that we're going to be getting. So, excuse me. First one we have is Mercy. This comes with Ithaca the Unbeaten. Uh, They're all 10 points, so let's just get that out of the way. They all have blades, so let's get that out of the way. They're all light objects, so let's get that out of the way. So, the Mercy Blade is once per turn when this character is attacked, you may re-roll the attack. So, that's pretty good because it gives them prob. Now, this would work on top of if they had printed prob as well, correct? Because this isn't Mm -hmm. probability control. It's a different wording of it, so that could be useful. We have probably the best item in the game right now, which is the Marsamura Blade, which comes with Wolverine. It is when this character uses it and rolls a 1 through 3, the hit character can't use defensive powers until the beginning of your next turn. Uh, this object is insane, 
I think it's super good. It does just doesn't let you use stop clicks, invincible, whatever. Um, and, and that you said that was for the rest of the turn. The beginning of that, your next yeah. The beginning of your next turn. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, missed that part. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Vermilion, which comes with War. When this character uses it after resolutions, deal one damage to each opposing character adjacent to the hit target. So. If you could somehow combine this sword with that one tarot card with maximum carnage, you could just do like three free damage to adjacent characters to the person you hit if the stars all align and everything like that. Uh, it's not penetrating, it's just damage, so any kind of reducer would stop it, but it'd be kind of funny if in some uh, world if that could line up and work out. We have the Black Bone of Amadut comes with death. When this character uses it, blades, the hit character can't use stop clicks for this attack. Pretty good. I mean, that's, that's that's good. I mean, if you can, if you're that's someone that relies on just their stop clicks and they're not power cosmic, you're like, all right, well, I'm going to hit you and your dial is going to keep turning, which is, I think, really good. So, yeah. uh, We have Starlight Sword, which comes with Captain Britain. When this character uses blades, after resolutions, you may place the hit target up to a number of squares away from their current square equal to the D6 result. Not bad. Awesome. We have Seducer, which comes with the Bay of the Blood Moon. When this character uses blades, after resolutions, this character may use mind control as free, but only to target the hit character. That could be good, could be bad. Um, I'm I'm thinking more bad than good, just because if you hit them hard enough, they're not going to have a very impressive dial to do much with that mind control, but it could work out to your benefit in some cases. You got Colony that comes with Summoner. This one is Blades and Exploit Weakness. When this character uses Blades, it's a target, shares a keyword with this character, increase the damage by one. Not bad. I can see that being pretty good. I mean, there's lots... I feel like there's lots of things that are are at least, like, what's in the meta right now. It, Monsters, it Fantastic Four, X-Men, yeah, there's a lot of stuff yeah. Uh, we have Aluvinium, which comes with Red Root the Forest. When this character uses blades, after resolutions, the character may use Smoke Cloud as free. That's not very good. Mm, I, it's I mean, okay, just not. I don't. You know. just have to use. You have to use blades, and you get. I mean, it's not amazing, but it's not. I mean, Smoke Cloud for free is still good. Yeah. So. Uh, Scarab, which comes with Apocalypse. When this character uses blades, increase the damage by one for each four of the attack roll. Result can be greater than six. It's, that's okay. It's just kind of random. We got Purity, which comes with the White Sword. When this character uses it after resolutions, you may generate a Okara Warrior Bystander, which is a eight movement, ten precision strike, seventeen defense, two damage. So it basically gives you a free bystander. And then lastly, we have the Twilight Sword, which is with Annihilation. When this character uses blades, after resolutions, you may generate a number of blocking train markers up to the D6 result. So it gives you pretty much barrier. So there are 11 in total. Um, they're pretty good. I like them. Yeah, and I think, I think especially once we get the clarification of, like, What's considered a sword? <laughs> I think uh, I don't think we. I don't think we really need a clarification. We're going to get it. It's obviously the swords are from this set. Yeah, yeah. I, I, from this set. 
I, I'm sure they might issue a clarification if people start doing whatever, but I don't necessarily think, yeah, I don't Well, really. because if you look at that, then you're going to say, well, uh, uh, some people look at the, like, what, the scarab. That's not a sword. You know, that's when it's, like, really... Right, but, like, we're talking about, like, Necrosword and all that stuff, and then... Yeah, yeah, oh, it's it's gonna have to get a clarification for sure that you can't use those. Yeah. Yeah, but re- regardless, these these weapons are, are, are awesome. I oh, think yeah. everything... Yeah. Everything that gives you blades, right? Like, cool. Like, you, you have an extra power. Anything that gives you powers is awesome. Um, and all of these do that in one way or another. So, pretty cool. And then the last part of this review is going to be the legacy card. So first one we have is Leech. Um, this guy is 25 points, and he turns off all powers to adjacent people. So very good. He's got Fantastic Four. He's got X-Men. Um, this guy will be a high want for a lot of people. I've already seen people trying to get ridiculous amounts for his uh, his legacy card. But um, I think this guy will see pretty play. Uh, he was even good back then when he first got. I forgot what set he was from. Was it Uncanny X-Men? Maybe? Uh, Question mark? Xavier? I think it's... I want to say it's Xavier. Maybe Xavier. Okay. Uh, next ah, one, we have uh, Banshee. He Giant is... Giant size X-Men. Giant size, that's what it was. Uh, we have Banshee... And- he has a trade opposing character within six squares of line of fire. Can't use super senses and can't produce damage below one. And then he has pulse wave. When he uses it, he deals his printed damage value instead of one. Unfortunately, it's that power is on his second, third, and fourth click. Uh, I don't think he's going to be that playable. I think he's fifty points. I don't see a point value. On oh, him. I'd use the I'd use the X Men team ability just to get him on that second click. Yeah, but again, you have to hope. You, in that case, you have to hope not to roll a five or six. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, you, that's a what a sixty-six percent chance. Yeah, of well, making it work on your first turn. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, we have Iceman. This is the one that has a really cool sculpt. So he has he's sixty points. He has a trait. When Iceman moves after resolutions, he may make a close attack target a character whose square he moved through and didn't target with the attack this action if he hits the attack you may give a hit character an ice wall token if they don't already have one removing any from other characters if an effect would remove action tokens from the character with an ice wall token remove the ice wall token instead so it basically what does it do it just gives them an ice wall token and then you can attack them I guess uh, so they can't clear it's so if you have le- double tokens, it's going to take oh, two turns. For it, the okay, gotcha. It's less oppressive than his old style of what he could do before, so that makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, he has a defensive power, regen, toughness, barrier is free, but that's his last two clicks. And then he has uh, damage power when Iceman attacks, give each hit character an action token. So he basically has end cap. So not bad. Uh, Warlock, which is from... Ah, uh, what set was this from? I have no idea. I think this is Xavier School. Yep, Xavier School. Uh, he is a trait perplexed, but only target friendly characters that share a keyword with him. When he uses it after resolutions, choose a standard power printed on the target card, and Warlock can use the chosen power. So not bad. He perplexes somebody, then takes a power. 
And then free, roll a d6 this turn. Warlock has giant read X, where X is the result. That's not bad. So he could potentially have a six reach. The only problem is he starts with phasing. And he doesn't get charged till his last three clicks. So Yeah, but you can give him charge when you do perplex. You can. So you, you, you could work with it around that. Yeah. Building your strategy with that. But yeah, it's still at eighty points it's like It's mm. not good enough. No. Uh Sentinel Mark Two. Uh let's see here. Destroy block blocking at the beginning of your turn. Sentinel may move one square. If opposing character with the X-Men or Brotherhood, you can move an additional square. Uh, when Sentinel KOs a character after resolutions, heal at one click once per game. If the KO character has either Brotherhood or Mutants or X-Men team ability, you modify the combat values by plus one for those games. So that's not bad. He kills an X-Men that gets all plus one to his values. Uh, running Shot Force Blast. Force Blast is free. With an Energy Shield deflection. Toughness. He's just not good. <laughs> Maybe at 30, but that's about it. I mean, at 30 points, you're getting running shot pulse wave perplex with a 9 attack. If you kill something, it'd be an 8, 10, 16, 3, but he's just not good. I think this is. No, the, you just bring him in with gold. I think this is the that's, blue one, the ice one, if I'm not wrong. It could be the other one, though. I'm not, I, I'm not quite sure. Uh, no, the blue one's 5. The blue one's 5. So this is the regular one. Okay. Yeah. And this is the one I yeah. have, so he's garbage. Uh, next one is Sentinel Mark V, which is the blue one. He's got a 200, 125, and a 40-point line. He has the move power, the prime directive. He has the hunter-killer one, where he modifies value by plus one if he kills an X-Men or Brotherhood. He has running shot plasticity. Opposing characters within three squares in line of fire must break away as if they were adjacent to him. And then he has attack when Sentinel Mark V hits up with a range attack. Hit characters are given an action token and gain a mobile until your next turn. If a hit character can't be given an action token, after resolutions deal them one damage. Again, he's just not good. Maybe I, well, 40 points isn't horrible. No, because plasticity and line of fire. He's colossal, so he yeah. sees over everybody. You will if you're need- an outdoor map, like everyone has a breakaway. From plasticity. You will never four, play this three. guy at 125. Oh, no. No, there's no. <laughs> there's nothing. I mean, you get the same stats basically at 40 and at 125. A uh, few more dials, obviously, but no, he's no, hot yeah. garbage. I would rather play three at 40 than one at 125. 100%. Uh, Fabian Cortez. Oh, this guy could be really good. So he's 45 points. He has a trait. When Fabian Cortez KOs a friendly character with his Overlord trait, gain one mission point per ten full points of the character cost to up to a maximum of five mission points. So his Overlord trait is once per turn, when an adjacent friendly character attacks, you may choose to modify their attack by plus one, plus two, or plus three. If you do, after resolutions, roll a d6. If the result is equal or less than the chosen modifier, deal that character one unavoidable damage equal to the chosen modifier. So that could be very good. Um, A, you're giving your attacker a plus three, and if you KO them on accident, you could gain up to five mission points. And I think that helps with the Miss Minute Mockingbird team. Yeah, that could. And he also has Empower Enhancement Leadership for X-Men. And Sword. So super, super good. I have this guy... And I really hope I pull this legacy card. 
Uh, next one is the Forge from Sinister. This guy isn't even worth talking about. Uh, we talked about him before on the podcast. He is just horrible. Um, even back then, he wasn't very good. They needed to give him some sort of traded defensive power to even be considered good. And then we have the Apocalypse. So he has a lot going for him. He is 300, 250, 200, or 100. He has a trait. The bystanders on his card are horsemen bystanders and have max one. At the beginning of the game, you may generate a horseman bystander. When Apocalypse crosses a starting line after resolutions, you may generate a horseman bystander. So real quick, let's go over the bystanders. We have War, which is 8 running shot, 11 second blast, 17 toughness, 3 damage exploit. Famine, which is 8 plasticity, 9 in cap with a 4 range triple target, 18 senses, 2 damage, shape change. Pestilence, 10 charge, 10 poison, 18 combat reflexes, and 2 damage outwit. And death, 7 hypersonic, 11 persistent strike, 17 invincible with a 3 damage perplex, and they are all flyers. So they're all pretty good. Famine's maybe not the best, but she is a nice tie-up piece. Yeah, but, I mean, he makes, I mean, he just makes, like, a ton of bystanders. I don't know. I, I, I actually think he's all right. Yeah. Uh, other trait is leadership, mastermind, shape change. When Apocalypse uses leadership and succeeds, you may instead generate a horseman bystander. When Apocalypse uses mastermind, friendly characters within range are considered to be adjacent. So that's just friendly characters in general. So that's good. Attack power, charge, stealth, power, choose one effect, place all horsemen bystanders adjacent to Apocalypse, or generate a bystander. Not too bad. Defensive power, combat reflexes, energy shield, once per turn when Apocalypse uses Mastermind and chooses a horseman bystander, a chosen character may be given an action token instead of taking damage. That's really good. And then he has empower enhancement, probability control. So maybe at 100 points, definitely not at 200 points because he does nothing at 200 points. He's a phasing character at 200 points. And then even at 250, he has no movement attack power. So I think really his only, and you're not playing him at 300 points, so really you're only playing him at 100 points. And he's well, more, if I'm, he's more am I reading that right to where it says when he's, so friendly characters within range. Yeah. That's period. It's not just a horseman, correct? Nope, it's just friendly yeah. characters across the board. That's, yeah. Eight Which, range. He's colossal. That's, uh, that's yeah, that's, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, so he could see some. Uh, he's armor, future, horseman of apocalypse, past, and ruler. So, are the Loki's ruler by chance or no? Well, they're deity. Okay, I'm just thinking if you could somehow um, theme team this guy. But I mean, if you have all those Loki's on your team for the perplex and just to take the whatever damage they take, could be something. So maybe at a hundred points. I think he could be fun, though. Yeah, they have deity, so they do share. They do share a keyword with deity. He is not a deity. Uh, the clicks nexus it shows him as deity. Oh, really? And warrior. Okay. Yeah. So, HC realms, come on. All yeah. Right, hold on. Let me look at the actual card. Hold on a second. Oh yeah, if you have the card, that's even better. He does have the deity keyword. Yes. Okay, then HC realms is wrong. So, yeah, that could be a fun team, I think. Uh, Magneto, 50 points. Uh, this is the old-school Magneto. Two I traits. love this Magneto. So I, that, just don't, I just don't like this one. I, just, I can't 
I don't know. They can't make it work with this whatever they did here. I don't know. I um, I'll make my case in a minute. So he has mastermind when Magneto attacks only characters with the robot or armor keyword. Instead, modify his attack by plus two. Free, make an attack, but only characters target a character with the robot or armor keyword. So he does have X-Men, so I think if you are playing a robot team, he is an automatic swap on there because he can just make a free attack and attack something, KO something. Yeah, 12 for six. We can go that's 12 huge. For six, yeah. <clears throat> so that's really good. And then his other trait is friendly characters with the Brotherhood or, I'm sorry, Friendly characters with the Brotherhood or Mutants keyword have X-Men team ability. So I think for 50 points, he's pretty good. Yeah. Obviously, like I think- all figures, his stats are horrible. He ends up with a 6-5-11-1. But uh, for 50 points, if you're playing against robots or something like that, doing a free attack for 12 for 6 is nothing to shy about. No, it's just, it's just very niche, I guess, was the thing that was bugging me about it, you know? Yeah, yeah, but you, you put him on swap, you know. I well, think I mean, you can say that about anything. Worth I mean, it. That's that's the that's the that's the yeah. whole issue I have with swap is you can say that about anything. Well, there's still swap material. Yeah, but the robot and armor, I think, or armor especially, has a lot of figures in the meta that would make him not waste space for that spot. I think. I would, would say. And I think he's good by himself at 50 points with eight range, TK, leadership four, ten four. I mean, he's still. Yeah, for fifty points is not bad. Yeah, I don't know. I just it's one of those things where, like, I do like that he's he's hard to kill. You have to hit him for eight, I think, or something like that, right? And he's got mastermind, so that's another thing. Yeah, I don't know. I just like I said, he just he's niche. Like he's neat, and I like that they made him. But it's just I have the same problem with havoc. But I have the same problem with havoc below him. Yeah, havoc is yeah. a pretty easy, quick yeah. uh, skip. They didn't do much to him. He just has. A trait where if he hasn't been moved or placed, he modifies his attack by plus three. Um, and this guy was such a wrecker back in the day because he had that printed four damage. But he needed some sort of sidestep or running shot or something, but not just if he hasn't been placed. He's like I don't understand attack. how I don't understand how him and Magneto are even like Magneto's like a heavy step up, and I don't really like Magneto from Havoc. I, I don't know. I'd... Yeah. Yeah, for only 10 points more. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. Last one is, I call this guy Enos the Untouchable. Uh, 50 points. Uh, This guy is actually really good. So he has TK, and he has a defensive power, which is impervious to percenses. Once per action, when an opposing character would move or be placed into a square within his range... They must roll a d6, 1 through 3. That character can't move or be placed into any square within Enos's, the Untouchables, range this turn. And then his damage is knocked back. So that it's, could it's, really screw over like a Sky Tyrant. If it's you, too bad that his range is only 4. <laughs> but you could shield him. You could perplex X-Men him. Yeah, over, I mean, the X-Men sw- swap with... Uh, or just an X-Men team and we need to swap with the Dazzler. Now, what are... No, I, I mean, I, I get that. I'm just saying, like, it base, uh, it's like, eh. Yeah. Now, what and are... He's still, he's, and he's 50 points, and he's what? Your, he's your TK piece, basically, because he has two damage with nine attack. Now, what are his um, real keywords? Because so, HG just it's, has mutant Brotherhood of Mutants and Mutant. I don't know. I didn't actually... I have... Card. Nexus has Brotherhood of Mutants and X-Men. Okay. Um, um, and let me see his original one. 
Uh, the original one was, yeah, Brotherhood of Mutants and Mutant. I remember when they Mutant was a keyword and they got rid of that pretty quick. But no, I think this guy with enough, um, like, I think he screws over Lockjaw teams. He screws over Sky Tyrant teams. I mean, it's a 50-50 shot, but... Um, well, yeah, like I said, you throw him on swap. I know it's situational, but you'd want him on there because you can throw him on if you're going against a close combat team. And I mean, it's a 50-50 shot, sure, but... This messes up with retail t- pieces because it's move or be placed, so if you get it right, they just can't mm-hmm. retail against you. So I think this guy could find some play on some swap teams. Yeah. I always liked this guy back in the day just because he had double rollouts. Uh, this is yeah, from awesome. Mutations and Monsters, I believe, the set. Um, yeah, but yeah, I always liked this guy back then too. So he's interesting, but I don't, I don't know. I'm just not sold on it quite yet. I guess I don't know. Overall, I'm really happy with the legacy cards. I think where they missed were the Sentinels, uh, Banshee. I thought they could have made a little bit better. Iceman, I like. Fabian Cortez, I like. Forge is hot garbage. Apocalypse is good. I don't know. I think the Sentinels are pretty good. Like they're like they like for 125 points, you're getting what four, eight, twelve, fifteen clicks. Yeah, that's sixteen ESD for 125 points. Yes, I know there's defend and stuff like that, but that's just not good. Well, not not only that, but they have all of those traits too. So yeah. it's I, I don't know. I think there's a lot going on there. I mean, even for 40 points, you're still getting. I mean, yeah, their stats are low, but I mean, it's 40 points, yeah. so. I think where they missed the most was Forge. I don't like Forge is just not even. Fun Forge is, ever. Forge is like what? Did, what were you doing here? He's, he's not even like fun playable. Like I would never even play him for fun. No. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know how we got Iceman. Like this Iceman is cracked out of his mind. Like he's he's so much better than the original version. But he, I, I don't. I am happy that he's not a, as oppressive because that old ice marker was just. Like a pr- you just you gave it to someone and now you just can't move or do anything. You're like, well, I'm just sucker. I have to clear. Yeah, but no. Overall, I'm very happy with the legacy cards, and uh, we'll see which ones I get. Uh, so that is going to be the review. Uh, like I said before, overall, I like this set. I think you're getting your money's worth for it overall, and it should be a fun set. I don't think it's going to make too big of an impact in competitive, except for some of the bigger ones like. Um, the Jasper Max, whatever his name is, that does the object swapping and things like that. And uh, Merlin, I think we'll see some competitive play, but I don't think there'll be that big of a. Um, I don't know. I think I think some of the some of the sword bearers can see play. I think just X Men in general is getting a massive buff here. I think that the sword bearers will see play just because they drop their swords when they get swapped out, which I don't like. But I think that's one reason why they'll see some play. Because then you're getting half price off for a lot of the swords. So we'll see what happens. Um, but overall, I think it's a very fun set. I don't know. And Nimrod, will, I think Nimrod Prime will see play because he's just a really good robot. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think a chunk of the set will see play. Not everything. But, oh, did we talk about the release date, Emma, by the way? Oh, we did not. Uh, where is she? I think she's all the way at the bottom, I think. No, she is not. Where is she? I just saw her. Yeah, she's yeah, she's all the way at the bottom. Basically. Okay, why don't you read her? Because I can't find her. All right, so this is the oh, the 100 Emma. So she's 75 points. So she swaps with the main set one. She's got the X Men team ability. She is six clicks long. 
Her whole dial is charge, a special defense power, and exploit. Um, so she's got improved movement, destroys blocking, so this is her diamond form. Um, so her trait is original form, free replace Emma Frost with X of Swords four, number 40, Emma Frost on the same click number. Her other trait is I'm ever so proud of all my girls, defend, adjacent friendly bystanders, modify attack and defense plus one. So this is kind of cool. You can generate the bystanders with the other one and then swap to this one and buff their stats. Um, and then the defense power is I have so many facets, darling. Uh, impervious, but succeeds on a four through six and reduces penetrating damage, protected outwit. So you're not getting through that easily. Yeah, so it'll be fun for a swap. I, and she's I, not. I don't think she's bad for eight for seventy five points. Yeah, again, you're, it's a charge piece. But the thing is, you can start with the other one and then position, and then get close enough where then the charge one could be more like you know obviously viable to get in there. And all of the uh, set cuckoos are pretty good. Uh, Sophie, so they all have a 6 range, 8 movement, 10 attack, 17 defense with a 2 damage. Sophie has mind control. Phoebe has psychic blast. Amara has outwit. Celeste has prob. And Esma has perplex. And then you just choose which one you want whenever. I think it's leadership. If you get leadership, you get to choose which one you want to bring in. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, and then the, the, the main set one has 4 through 6 senses. As and so I mean and uh, six for eh, her, I, I wish her mind control range was a little I wish her range was a little longer on the the main set one but eh. yeah I mean she can target through characters and hindering so you could body block and then just have her shoot through people so yeah no but overall I do like this set a lot um, well one thing I I kind of wanted to touch base was like we haven't said it and maybe I'm speaking too early but. I really, really like this set for sealed. Yeah, like I really like it. That's very fun, I, very balanced. Go ahead. I'm really hoping that they have extra swords for battle royals on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> I hope for you too because that would be definitely more fun, more balanced. Like I said, I when I pulled the two boosters, I played everything but three figures, so yeah, you right. can do it. And that's a perfect segue into our next segment, which is we're going to talk a little bit about Battle royal strategy. So um, that Battle Royals are where I excel at. I just I was doing some math a couple months ago, and from the past three years or whatever, I had like a 70% win percentage. So for some reason, I do really good. I was six out of seven games at the Clicks Cup. I went four out of four at the first Scott Porter event online, and then I went two for two, no, or three for three, four for four, something like that, at the newest one. So I've just had really good luck with Battle Royals. That's what I enjoy playing at conventions. Kane, you played with me at the Clicks Cup. Dan, I'm not sure how many Battle Royals you play in Miles. Same question. I would I would say I more watch you okay. win than me play. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I've played my fair, I've played my fair share, but like I, the last memorable one I had was when we were in Illinois and Ricky pulled Immortal Hulk, and I'm like, yeah, I can't really beat that, so I'm just gonna get his cleanups. That's all I'm gonna do. Yeah, Miles, have you played a lot of Battle Royals or not really? Uh, mostly online. I've I've only done one Battle Royal, and that was at the 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 event in June. It was pretty memorable. It was with the Clickstads. Um, Suck because the last action was uh, I've been busting my you know the whole time trying to kill this one character. He's on his last click. He uh, pulse waves to kill his own character, so he gets the points. Yeah. So I was yeah. 
um, I was hoping someone someone on the roll twenty would have had the um, booster generator for this set, just so we could have done like a little um, preview of what to expect and what you should pull for it. But they didn't. Um, but for most part, uh, if you don't know how battle royals work, is you all get one booster. You open up the booster, you pick a figure, and then like if it comes with an object or something like that, you get that. I'm assuming that tarot cards will not be in play. Uh, I hear that tarot cards are in play for Battle Royals. Um, okay, interesting. But not for uh, Sealed. Okay, so that'll be kind of fun, I think. Uh, but you pick a figure, and then whatever equipment or whatever comes with it, and then you pass to your left, and then you get the four remaining from the person, then you keep going around the table until you run out of figures, and then you play those figures at their full point dial, unless the judge say, hey... We're playing at the lowest dials, things like that. Because um, that happened with me in Clicks Cup, where I pulled like a juggernaut, and I had to play him at his low dial. Uh, sometimes it helps you out, sometimes it screws you. But for the most part, you know, obviously the first one, you never really care about the rarity when you get a booster. You look for who is your heaviest hitter. So, like, if, you, if we were doing Disney+, Plus and I pulled a collector... Collector is not someone I'd probably keep. If anything, he'd probably make it around the table. Maybe, maybe not, because he is a perplexer. But you're always looking for like that heavy hitter. So, in this set, you're probably looking at like a, a Gorgon. If you don't pull anything, Magneto. a Magneto, a Cable, a Honey Badger, a Magic. Maybe you want a lot of move and attack. You're probably not playing any of the constructs. They'll probably get around unless. Um, you just kind of want to tie up pieces with that, but like a Magneto is really good, a Bishop is really good, Ithka is good. Any of the there's really no bad rares, uh, except for maybe Apocalypse and Juggernaut, just because you're not doing loads and loads of damage. Um, Kate Pride could be good. Pyro, you're probably skipping on just because he's not doing too much damage. Uh, let's see who else here. Uh, Darwin, you're definitely passing. Um, Absalon Mercator, you're definitely passing on. Are there any super rares that you'd probably pass on? You probably would pass on Monarch as your first one that you would I mean, he has, to me, he's Pulse Waves, so that's not bad. No, but, but yeah. I'm saying, like, he's not going to be your first pick. Like, you're not keeping him out of your booster. Unless you have absolutely no choice, I was gonna say if you, if you don't really get anything else good, like he's your super, you don't have a rare, and then you have just like crap commons and uncommons. Yeah, yeah. I might. Uh, you're not keeping a whiz kid. You're passing him off. Maybe keeping an arcade, but probably not. You tell um, me we're not gonna keep hope. I would think to keep hope. I didn't say hope. Yeah, she's after whiz kid. And no, I'm just arcade. I'm I'm just naming off figures I wouldn't keep as super rares. Oh. Um, as good as Mad Jim Jaspers, it's it's, it, it's so funny because I was just saying yeah. like you you pull the probably the best figure in the set and you're probably not keeping him because he does pretty much nothing for you in a battle royal. I mean, he has barrier, which is pretty good. Yeah, but you don't, we're talking about first picks. You're not picking a barrier figure for your first pick. Um. I, 
Excellent. I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess they, depending on what else is in the booster, again, I, that could be the, the case of where you really didn't get any strong attacker in that booster and you just got Jasper. Well, something people have to realize for Battle Royals is that you don't want to play defensively in Battle Royals. You want to go, go, go. You want to attack, 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 attack. Um, you really don't want to play on your heels. You want to get in there as much as possible. I just don't think... Um, he is a good... I mean, he's a perplexer, too. He's an in-capper, but in-cap really does nothing for you in Battle Royale. You're probably even passing on Red Root the Forest because she's garbage. Um, but but I, but I do want to say before we fly past the barrier point, like, I figure with barrier, and, and like, you're against four other players. I think some defensive powers are... I don't want to write those off completely because, like, barrier against three other players is probably pretty crucial. So you can protect yourself for a turn while you clear or something. Yeah, your again, other you're, figures, you're, going, so. you're going for point denial too. On top of like, right. you want to snipe points, but you also want to deny points as best you can too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the chases you're definitely passing on Lady Roma, and as as your first character is what we're talking about, and probably unless you pull absolute crap, Professor X, um, you're. Pr- uh, no, you're keeping Merlin for sure because you're playing him at full. If you pl- if you're playing at low, yeah. if you're playing at the low dials, you're passing on Merlin, in my opinion. Because actually, I disagree with that. No, as your first character, no. you're keeping Merlin. As your first character, no. Okay, no, no. You, no. If you don't pick Merlin, someone else will. Exactly. It's like that. It's that simple. Would you rather have a Merlin or a Magneto? I take Magneto well, over Merlin you. if you're talking with 30 points. I'm talking um, <laughs> if you're if if we're choosing if let's say judge say you're playing everything at lower dial, there is no way you are keeping Merlin as your first pick. And it's tough. It's even tough to pick Merlin. You're probably you not even with a Magneto. I'm probably not it, picking Merlin as my second or third if I get him because all he is is perplex. That's all he's doing. Wait, he, no, he has he has action total plus one, which is great. Yep. No, thank you, Dad. No, I am. <laughs> and let me pull. He is a fourth round pick to me. If he makes fourth? it, yes. If he makes it all the way around to me, then I'll take him. But he is no more than a you're, fourth round pick. You're, you're talking about a figure that helps you gain more points because you have an extra action on your force. I don't see that as a downside. No, and you have a a. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking well, at no, it right no, here. Free roll, deep, like what Adam's trying for, to say. Like, so, if, if you have to pay at low dial, that you can't play him at 150. Are you going to pick him in your first booster if you have him in the Magneto that you can play at 100? It you there's no way because you you have to pick that Magneto. That Magneto is too much of an attacker. Like I understand that Merlin's going to give him plus one. Okay, if we're going to if we're going to live in imaginary land and everybody's pulling, him that's why. Cool, but that's right. all he picks. No, that's what you're saying is if you pick him as your main attacker because if he's not being required. There are too many yeah, other but- better attackers in here that I'm going for over Merlin. Yes, you do want some support later on, but I am not but taking him my- as a first, second, or even third character. At 150 points, point, like he's getting taken every turn, though, every yes. time. Well, if there's, well, if there's forward, other yeah. attackers, if there's other attackers we know are good, might not be, you know, that's fine. I'd rather take off the table, have a seven target in capacitate, um, action total plus one, call energy, and mystics for 50 points. I'd rather take off the table before someone else gets it. You're breaking up. And not even because. Kane, you're breaking up pretty good on your end. 
Well, that and you also have to think about what you're getting. Like, you have to like, okay, I have this. I'm potentially getting this, this, and this. Does anything I have in my booster work with what I'm getting? Right. Yeah. Sorry about that breakup, guys. Am I sounding okay now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, sorry I, I mean, but I am... Agree to disagree on this. I am 100 <laughs> passing on Merlin, at least, if he gets around to me. Because, yeah, I just, no, I'm good. Um, but every other chase you're pretty much taking first off, except for uh, Lady Roma. I, I, it depends what else you would pull with like Professor X, but he's decent. If you're, I don't know. That, depends, that also depends on the Battle Royal map. If that Battle Royal map has a bunch of yeah. elevated, I'm taking Lady Roma. Yeah, that's a great point. We don't know what maps we're using, so that could actually be a big thing. But yeah, if it's ele- but he, all she, what does she do? She's support. I mean, yes, support's okay. But she's still a she's still a ten three that sees through elevated and hindering, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. You've replaced up her range by one. She can now see that someone else's starting area from the corner. I so just you don't got to move her. I just think there's so many attackers in this one. That's the way you have to go. See, I don't think there's like that, especially with like how the boosters work and what you get. I you might not have you might not wind up with that. So let's talk real quick about some of the the fifth rounders. So let's talk about some figures that we think are going to make it all the way to the end. Uh, so I think Storm won't be just because she's perplexed. I think she'll be good. Uh, a fourth rounder would be probably the Vampire for sure. We're solid. So good for 25 points. Yeah, but just stealth, he will. He might get an attack off, but he's pretty easily KO'd. Locking. No, I mean not again. That, that it depends. Not a lot of characters in the set shoot through hindering. So we're talking about any- fifth round picks here. So we can't be so picky on these things. <laughs> <laughs> fifth <laughs> round is the last figure in the booster that you are forced to take. There's no I'm just way saying, he's, he is five clicks for twenty five points. If someone's going to spend that much work to get twenty five points, that's like I'm fine with that. Uh. Danny Moonstar maybe is a fifth round pick. Um, Orcasis Soldier maybe, but it is eleven for three. Uh, Danny, I think, I think Danny's, I think Danny's higher just because she has triple target mind control, which is amazing, especially in Royals. Dan- oh, Real quick, guys, I'm gonna get go- I'm gonna get going. My my internet acting out, so I'll catch y'all later. Thought Everybody listening, take care. See you guys. Um, Magic, maybe, but she is a taxi with Perplex, so that's not bad. Roulette's good just because she has the prob, so she probably isn't going to be a fourth-round pick. Peeper, he might be like a two- or a three-rounder, to be honest, just because he can see through everything, and he has the shield ability. Yeah, and the empower, yeah, plus Um, two speed. Sync could be good, so he's probably not a fifth rounder. There's not a lot of fifth rounders in here, to be honest, now that I'm looking at it. Taro, actually, Taro's a fifth rounder. She just is... She, not if those Taro cards are in play. But you're only going to get one. Yeah, you only get... All right, so what, there's going to be you're, you're probably... Not, you're not going to be able two. to... You're not going to be able to change your deck at all. That's true, I guess. Um, Unless, I don't... She's still perplexed or outwit, I guess. I don't know. Uh, does she? Oh yeah, you have to roll for that. Uh, Sebastian Shaw to me is yeah. probably a f- fifth rounder. Why? He's a again. He's point denial. He's hard to fucking. He's hard to kill. Like, I, I just ignore him. Yeah, uh, but then you're not. The, but then you're also not getting the points either. Yeah, he's a fifth rounder to me. 
Jean Grey, uh, maybe, but she's TK and leadership. Yeah, I think this set's going to be hard <coughs> for better Royals because there is just so much good stuff in here. I think the vampire, honestly, is the most... Dar actually, uh, Darwin, how does this work? Uh, no, it's definitely... If you pull uh, the Fury, you're not playing that. You're like, yeah, no. Which one's the Fury? It's like a... Uh, zero, 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 004. Really? Ten Psychic Blast for a three damage? With no movement attack? Yeah, I'm not... He has running that. shots. No, he... He's got running shot. No, I thought he was way worse than what he was. Maybe. I'll, if, <laughs> I, don't, I, I mean, don't have anything. Yeah. White, sure. white Priestess, but she is enhancement for 25 points. I mean, we can't look at point value because point value means nothing in Battle Royals. Point value totally matters because it's point denial. You want again, you want to like not give up a lot, but gain as much as you can. No, I mean when we're talking about like team builds and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I'm looking at it purely as like, all right, is this good enough that it will deny my opponent more? You know, well I'll be able to get more points before they can get this. Uh, she's probably a fifth rounder in my opinion. Lockheed, I would say, is a fifth rounder, but with the 18 defend, that could have a little bit of help for your team. And he'd be a 19 from range. Um, so, yeah, I think this will be a fun set. There's not too many fifth-rounders in here. Uh, I do think the Vampire is the worst. But he also is a blocker for um, range and stuff like that. But, again, we don't know what the yeah. map looks like. But, basically, um, how Battle Royals should work is whoever gets to go first, everyone passes turn one because if you come out of your starting area or anything, you just get shot to hell. Um, so everyone pretty much passes first turn. And then it, how it usually works is if someone can make an attack off the person from their left or person from their right, they'll go at them. And then usually what happens, it's the, those two people versus the other two people. And then everyone kind of converges in the middle once it gets a little bit more um, into the game. Now, there are some snipers. Sniping is a thing. I do it every once in a while if I have a window to do so. So that is it. Um, I don't like the fact I've never played a battle royal where we could ask how many clicks a character has. So that's going to be actually we did do that for Clicks Cup, and I guess for the Scott Porter ones. But um, I'm still getting used to that, and I've been playing after a cute for ten months now after a fifteen year hiatus. It's so weird. Yeah, because to me, I just I. I don't know if I'm ever going to get used to it. I, I still don't like that rule, to be honest. I wish they'd get rid of that rule. Yeah. But um, it is what it is. But, yeah, um, it should be 2v2, but there are some snipers in there. Sometimes one person just gets screwed over, and all three people just go after one person. Um, usually if you pull, like, a... So let's talk about, real quick, some near-guarantee winners for... Um, Battle Royal. If you pull Apocalypse Chase, you're pretty much guaranteed to win. I would think. If, if, it, yeah. if it's pretty much I don't a close guarantee. I don't know. That could backfire on you because I feel like you could get dogpiled on. Not too many people dogpile temples in Battle Royal because it's everyone everyone does the work and then one person gains all the glory. So it's not a lot of dogpiling for temples. I think. No, and that, we saw that with uh, Doctor Strange Supreme. Yeah. That's why he won every time, because people didn't gang up on him. Or, or if they tried, they failed. Or like Wonder Woman, no one even went after a Zeus, because there was no point to do so. 
Um, Merlin, if you play at full points, I think he's pretty close to, um, I wouldn't say guaranteed win, but I don't think anyone's ever going to attack him. Um, There's not a ton of prob in this set, is there? No, not at all. Yeah. Um, I think there's just the the sword and roulette. Yeah. Um, And uh, the pog that from Emma. I think X-23 is pretty close to a guaranteed win just because she's super hard to kill. Yeah, then Magneto's going to be your your new version, your uncommon, which is going to be your most commonly pulled tent pole. Nimrod, the prime, could be really good unless you play him at low. The regular one is pretty decent. The problem is they're giants, so they could um, go after them. Uh, Bay of the Blood Moon's good because she's got the Quake, three damage with hypersonic. The uh, Captain Britain super rare, I think, is a pretty good one. Uh, there's not a ton of outwit in this set either, is there? Prime Captain uh, Britain's there's, good. There's, there's a chunk of outwit. Yeah, there's, a, there's not too much. Apocalypse, the uh, Concert has it, Death has it, Scuffle, Bishop has it. So, yeah, there's only a couple, like, guarantees, we'll call it. So, like, an APOC and um, who else did I just talk about? Nimrod and mm-hmm. maybe X-23. Summoner, I think. See, Summoner is a figure that I wouldn't ever want to attack just because of two stop clicks, and then you get three bystanders. So I think he's a guarantee win, in my opinion. I don't know if he's a guarantee. Like, he's got good output, though. And he comes with, well, he comes with a split on the sword, which is pretty good, so... And he has outwit shape change perplex. Yeah, so I wish he had a lower line. Like if you could play that lower line, oh, he'd be amazing. And he's stealth. Wow, he's yeah, he's really good in better oil. Yeah, well, and he's phasing, so you're not going to really tie him up either, unless you can hit him off the cl- off that click, obviously. Yeah, that's the one thing he doesn't have any. Oh, he does technically have move and attack because if he moves five or less, he can make a close attack. But, yeah, uh, he has phasing, which means blades exploit. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, he'd be a hard one for me to want to hit because he's also a mystic. He has two, t- two stop clicks, and he makes really good bystanders when he gets to those stop clicks. And he, he makes all three, and he makes all three of them each time. He makes all three of them twice. Then, yeah. Um, do they go away if he dies, or do they stay no. on the map? Okay. So yeah. they stay. I mean, obviously, if, if he's the only, if you, those are the only characters you would lose, obviously, they, yeah. they would stay. Off. So I think those will be a really fun set if they play it. I'm hoping they do. And, again, I think the Battle Royals will be totally worth the money because you're going to be getting either the Connelly equipment, tarot cards, and usually they drop some other little things. I don't know how you get the Plask Man objects. Those might be in Battle Royals, but you should be. they should be dropping Ares, Punisher, uh John Cena, and I don't know what other ones we saw. Um, Old Man Hawkeye? Yes. And so I think they'll I think they'll probably drop them on the table as like a, as an extra like sweetener prize on there. Yeah. So I'm excited for Battle Royals. I haven't done any ones in a, about a year since the last Clicks Cup. But um, it'll be fun and hopefully we can uh, play with some good players and for everyone that plays with me I got a little gift for you so um, there's something else you'll be walking away with as well so I'm hoping to play in four of them and then everyone I play against 
you're going to get a little prize. I don't even want to know. Well, geez, make, make it sound dirty. Oh, I because I, I know you, and I'm like, yeah, it's going to be something funky. Uh, but yeah, that is it for Battle Royal Strategy. Um, I was really hoping someone was going to make that program for Exosaurs on Roll20, but it didn't happen. Uh, lastly, we have our Clicks and Crew question of the day. There's no such thing as stupid questions, except for Billy's questions. Uh, and this was, and I think I've asked this one before, but I'm kind of running out of questions. But it was, if you could fix one hero click to be playable, who would it be and how would you fix them? So we had a couple comments on our Facebook page. So Peter Marshall said he would change the Chase Beta Ray Bill. He said the figure is generally very good, but by today's standards, his point value is super high. So my fix would be to drop his point value. Plus, it would be fun to throw him on Modern Age Spider-Man family team. Roberto Torres Jr. said, I would make Legacy Thanos great again. Uh, Ethan Jacobs says, I would redo the Phoenix 5 chases as they sit. Their point values are way too high compared to today's standards. Yes. Ryan Redmond said, House of X Prime Apocalypse. Have him give Horseman keyword during force construction instead of beginning of the game. And then, Did, did we just pick a figure or were we, were we only doing legacy cards? No, just a figure. Like Just pick a oh. figure and change them. Gotcha. And then Amato said, Ultron Infinity, make him 300-point God Doom or um, OP Apocalypse style. Uh, Miles, if there was a figure out there that you would want to change to make it playable, who would it be and how would you fix him? I'd want Frog Thor. <laughs> okay. Because he's a prime. I'd just make him a non-prime <laughs> just so he could be played. Yeah. Because yeah, all the teams you want to play him in, he, he's just not the right... Uh, Prime to use. Just get that green ring off him, and he's and he's yeah. Just get him off the ring, yeah. Because oh, he just generates six squares of water. Like okay. I'm oh, you have to make him a you have to make him a silver ring then, at least at the very least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I just make him unique over the prime. Um, uh, Dan, what about you? Uh, make it so God Thor can only. It's only when he has to clear <laughs> one one action token. Yeah, he could have been so good. Well, it's just like because. He has no. He has obviously. He if you play him, and I think he on that top or the whatever the hundred line, the first click should have that special speed power. So yeah. that's the two fixes I think for him to see play because he's very expensive for what he does. And yes, potentially he can hit first, obviously with his, the amount of range and the speed power and everything. But I've played him enough times now that you barely ever get that. Uh, the, those tokens for the power co- or the power cosmic tokens ever. Yeah. Uh, for me, it would be the world's finest from Crisis. Uh, it's 500 points of hot trash. <laughs> I bet you they make that a legacy card. In the I really <laughs> hope it, it'd be to make to make a legacy card a mail away figure. I think would be pretty good. I have three of them right now. Um, but yeah, they're just not good at all. Hey, well, when, they, when they announce the legacy card, you can start selling them for 150 bucks a pop. Right. No 500 point character should have a six movement, eight attack, fifteen defense with super senses, and a three damage. <laughs> for five. I mean, it was. I mean, wait. So where, where was that on the dial though? Like what? I mean, it like, was click thirteen, but for 500 points, you're only getting. For 500 points, you're getting an 18-click dial, which isn't too bad. 
but you're only getting a 12 attack once and an 11 attack once, except for he has a lot of attack at the last two clicks. Um, it's just hot trash. They, yeah, I think the only problem with, with that was just because of the era he came he came in, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure that's why he's pretty clunky and not that great. Yeah, I mean, they had Batman and Superman Alley. It was a 12 charge with a 12 attack, which was charge... I'm sorry. The attack was super strength when given a move action during the move world's finest get automatically destroyed two squares of blocking terrain or the wall adjoining two squares they can continue their movement if any after destroying a wall lame <laughs> it was so bad it was, it was so bad and they had duo attack so you couldn't even like charge duo attack back then oh yeah because the duo had to be like power action right yeah it had to be a power action so you couldn't yeah, it was bad. And then even back then, dual attack, your second attack, you minus one damage. Oh, it had a DDM or it had a DDM, let's go. Yeah. So all dual attacks was the first attack was your printed damage, and then it was um one less after that, so it was bad. So they need to update and, that one. And minus two attack. Yeah, the duo attack was Was it minus two attack too? Yeah. No, that's when tra- it first that, came out. That's transporter. No, when the duo attack, um, when it first came out, I think it got a ride real quick. It was the minus two attack. But yeah, transporter was minus two as well. Okay, I don't remember that one. Yeah, but yeah that they, was when they only had one duo figure, and it, yeah, it was stupid. It was, yeah, they, and they look, fixed it quick. I was just saying, look where we are now. I, I know. I, that's, like, very confusing. I really do like how they're doing dual figures now where they just have two separate dials, and when one dial dies, you switch them to the next one. Well, that and they can go back and forth between the powers. Like, I really like Thor and Loki, but they're just really, really expensive. But it's very cool what they do. Yeah. But that is going to be our podcast today. So for everyone that's out there flying or driving, thanks for listening to us. And have a safe trip out to Indy. Me and Dan are leaving at 5.30 a.m. We're hoping to get there around 10, 10.30. Register get our con exclusives walk around a little bit meet some people you'll see us in our new jerseys and then we're going to play some battle royals uh the last battle royal is at four o'clock and then i don't i think they're doing some nationals at on thursday so we'll probably check out some games there as well um we'll take photos sign autographs whatever you guys want to do um <laughs> that work is that what we're doing okay yep, that's what we're doing <laughs> We'll yeah, to, make sure you make sure to bring eight by tens. That's you got to bring eight by tens. Yes, eight by tens. We'll we'll have a whole booth and everything there. <laughs> yes, uh, but yeah, you know, it'll be a fun time. I'm sad that we can only go there for the day, but um, it should be fun. I wanted to go for two days, but I know my wife wouldn't allow it because <laughs> kids are driving us not not nuts lately. <laughs> Yesterday was a really rough day for the for the Majeski family. My daughter's teething, and Caden was just kind of acting like a crazy four and a half year old, like always. But it was a rough day being a dad yesterday. Um, but yeah, that's going to be our podcast. Uh, if you guys got any questions before Gen Con, please uh, message us up on Facebook. Um, check out our Patreon for July's or what are we in August I will be having at least one Phoenix Sentinel as a prize for August and then I'll see what I can get from Gen Con to put also in this month's Patreon and then check out Glass Cabin Hobby he'll be doing case breaks very soon in fact this uh, if he gets uh, case break one filled by tomorrow 
he'll do a case break then and not wait till Wednesday. Um, I got in on two of them just because, like I said, I think you're getting good good value from this set because of all the stuff in it. So that's our podcast. Hopefully we'll see everyone at Gen Con. Make sure you guys are staying safe out there. And as always, keep clicking it.